0: Hi, and welcome back to faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen. And last night I went to see Jesus Revolution with some of my family. And today I wanted to share a couple of the takeaways that I got from the movie and some of the themes that I think are relevant for us today that were really important that uh, they showed in the movie. and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. All right, let's jump right in. So Jesus Revolution is a movie that just recently came out, or at least in my area recently came out, and it's playing at least for this week. I don't know how much longer it will play. It'll, you know, probably be determined on how well it does, and in different areas it'll play different lengths of time. That being said, the movie is by the same producers that made the movie, I Can Only Imagine, and it is basically taking place from, I think it's about 1968 to 1972. And it is really where there was the beginning of a revival in America or the U S and one of the places that some of that started was in California at Calvary chapel. And so that's sort of the setup, but the really, I guess the first thing to share with you about the movie is it starts off with a very small church, right? Which ends up being Calvary chapel with a pastor who's, at least middle age or older. And he has a very small congregation at this point and actually a fairly small church, but there is no life in the church at this point. You know, the people, there's people falling asleep. They don't have many young people going to the services and things like that. So that's sort of the stage. It's a time when hippies and that, and what they stood for was very popular at the time. So anyways, you fast forward through the movie and a young Christian who, you know, has longer hair, he's a hippie, you know, he even says, Yeah, people say I'm trying to look like Jesus, shows up and talks to this pastor and convinces him that it's his job to connect with the hippies and to welcome them into church because they're seeking the truth in all the other places, but they haven't actually learned the truth of God. And so it's it was a good movie. We really liked it. And of course it's based on a true story, so it's It limits it to those years and then it gives a summary at the end of sort of what happened for the rest of the people's lives, like the main pastors and things like that. So here is what I noticed that I thought was really important. What were the themes or the takeaways I had from the movie that I think are really relevant to us as Christians today? The first was is that God used people in the movie to do a couple things. He used other people in our lives to speak into our lives, to tell us something that would challenge us or push us to do more for God. And so there was at least two of the people in the movie that they would not have stretched themselves. They would not have grown. They would not have gotten uncomfortable if it weren't for somebody that showed up in their lives and spoke a truth that God wanted them to expand. He wanted them to step into something else for him. So it happened with the main pastor And then there was a younger gentleman who became a Christian in the movie who really embraced Christianity and embraced wanting to speak the word to others. And so that main pastor spoke into his life. And so did uh, the other gentleman I mentioned that looked a little more like Jesus, the hippie guy. He also spoke into this young gentleman's life who becomes a pastor uh, later than the movie happens, but they give an update on him. And in it, of one of the biggest churches in California. So what I noticed is God used other people to speak into their lives. And he does that for us, too. The second was that God used other people to share what they're seeing or to share with us the potential they see in us. So pe- they were planting seeds in people throughout the movie. God does that. And we are expected to do that. To speak to people and behind their backs about the good they're doing or the potential we see in them, where they're going, what's the vision for their life that we can see based on what they're doing now, even if they're not there, whether from maturity or age or experience yet. I think that's really important to remember. And I think it's important to see that God so much works through, uh, through people, right, to reinforce, to help. Us see something maybe more clearly. And sometimes it's people we know, and sometimes it's people that come into our lives. So I think that it's important to pay attention and to notice and also to be responsible for how we're speaking into other people. As they say, words have the power of life or death. So we have to be careful to use them for life or life giving affirmations. Another thing or theme that I noticed in the movie is God uses us when we're willing to do a couple things. One is open our hearts beyond where we're at. For instance, let's say in the movie, the main pastor, right? The the primary pastor, he's judging the people that they're calling hippies because he doesn't understand them. You know, they're walking around barefooted and, you know, they're outside most of the time, you know, some of them on drugs. And so he's just doesn't get it. So he's closed off from it. So we have to first be open, willing to open our hearts to stuff we don't understand because it comes down to people, loving people, regardless if we understand them or not. The second is we have to allow our hearts to be changed by God throughout our lives. It's a journey and he will keep working on us for wherever we're stuck or wherever we need to open up more or have a change of heart. So I think it's important to remember that. The third is we have to be willing to be uncomfortable for God. What does that mean? Well, this pastor in the movie, he had an older congregation and it wasn't a big congregation. And when he finally was willing to open his doors to anyone, including these young, uh, you know, young adults or high school kids who were going along with the hippie movement or anyone else, he was allowing anyone into his doors, opening the church to everyone as is it asked of us. But when he did that, everyone was uncomfortable. The people that used to go or went to church there and some left, the pastor was uncomfortable. He had to walk through that discomfort to show up in a bigger way for God. So we have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Actually, I remember a story from one of Mark Batterson's books that he was traveling for work and he was in the airport. And it was during a time where they were praying throughout the day at certain times. I don't know if it was Lent or what, what it was for, but he said when he had been at back at home, you know, at his church or coffee shop, he would, you know, they would stop and pray certain times during the day. Well, he was traveling and he almost said, well, gosh, I'm in an airport. It's busy. I'm not going to stop and kneel down and pray. And then he thought, oh my gosh, it's my ego. That's stopping me. What does that say to God? So he was uncomfortable for that moment. And he, you know, he knelt down and he prayed and he said, oh my gosh, in that moment, I almost kind of disregarded it. And then he realized it's because he felt slightly uncomfortable because he had to go through the discomfort to realize the praying and the commitment he had made during this time of prayer was more important than his his temporary discomfort. I thought that was so good. Another theme I saw in the movie that it really just stood out to me was if we want to see God move, we have to be open, like I mentioned, inviting, welcoming, non-judging. We have to be ready to speak to other people. We have to be ready to just listen to the promptings that God gives us. And we just have to be willing to be in environments and situations that maybe we're not used to. Because God will use us in those times. He will use us in those places. And I actually had a really interesting podcast interview with a guest. Uh, It was maybe a month or two ago. It was about healing ourselves so that we can show up as our best for God. And one of the things I remember she said was, if we walk into a room and we are stuck in our own ego, our own selves, we're, we're focused on how we feel. Maybe we're uncomfortable. It's a lot of people. Maybe we're stuck in our hurt or rejection or whatever it might be. But if we don't address those things, if we don't let God do the work in us, we can't show up in that room to fully serve, to show up for God completely the way he wants to use us. And that is sort of what I'm talking about here. Another thing that stood out to me about the movie was I mentioned that there was a younger, newer Christian who really had a passion to share the word. He had not gone to seminary or, you know, become a pastor at that point. But the pastor saw in him this desire and this possible ability to speak or, you know, speak the word, to preach to people. So he encouraged it. He actually, during the movie, gives him keys to a church that the pastor bought that had been abandoned. He, he bought it. And that was the beginning of someone showing belief in him that he could do it. And this was a teen that had been truly let down by everyone in his life. His dad or his mom maybe left his dad, but his dad wasn't in his life anymore. His mom kept disappointing him. So many people in his life were not showing up for him or would leave. But here's the thing. God will use our trials, our tribulations, our history and our hearts in such good ways in the future. If we're just willing to keep going, willing to be faithful. And that's what he did with this gentleman, this younger Christian who later becomes a pastor, like I said, of one of the biggest churches in the country. And even his mom near the end of the movie, who's super struggling with addictions and uh, probably some depression and things, sees the changes in her son. And she says, maybe, maybe this is for me too. And of course they don't show us if she ends up coming to Christ, but I can tell you when there is hope through the truth, People see the changes in us and they want some of that because people are seeking this loneliness or this spot in them that isn't getting fulfilled in any other way. And actually the the hip, hippie Christian who looks uh, somewhat like, you know, some examples of Jesus, I guess who becomes, you know, a pastor or preacher, he actually made a comment that the reason his generation, right, all these young people, these hippies, were doing drugs. Were doing things is because they were seeking to feel filled. They were they were seeking to fill a void. They were seeking to find the truth, and they that is where they were looking. They were looking everywhere, but God, because they didn't know God, and so I thought, wow, how amazing! So the first thing is is that is why these revivals are so important, so amazing, and you know, this movie is about the revival from sixty eight to seventy two. And like I said, it's spread all across the country, maybe further. And right now in 2023, we are seeing a big revival around the country. I think even around the world, especially with our youth at universities. And I mean, one of the places, there's a lot of places that have been having revivals, but Asbury in Kentucky just had over 50,000 people come over the course of a week to that tiny town because of this revival happening, because of social media today, it's spreading even faster. Well, and the media, because the media has covered it at this point. It's spreading even faster than back in the you know, 60s or 70s. It is so promising. It is so beautiful. And the people that are going, it's because they're seeking to have a connection, a relationship, to have this void filled in them. And God is doing that. God is working through People and working through these revivals to show people that there is hope, there is light, there is the promise of life, both now and everlasting. It's so beautiful. So, those were some of my takeaways from the movie that I think really apply to all of us. And I will say if you are lifted up by faith based movies, or maybe you're not in the past, but you want to see a movie based on a true story. That's around this concept. It was really well done. There's even a journalist who comes to cover it in it near the uh, later part of the movie. He says to another gentleman, you know, I I didn't really want to cover this story about this, you know, revival type stuff going on in California. He's from New York. And he says, honestly, I thought it was kind of beneath me. I usually, and the content was I usually cover wars and these big topics. And he said, By the end of it, he was about to go back and write the story. He'd been been there for a week or two. He said, now I'm not so sure because what I saw in that tent was hope and love. And it was like a family. He said, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think this might be more important than everything else I've ever covered. And he ended up writing the article for Time Magazine called Jesus Revolution. So I think the movie's worth going to check out. But even if you don't see the movie, I hope some of these insights or takeaways just remind us all that how we show up in the world and how we're we're open hearted and open minded to the people we interact with makes all the difference because that's how Jesus walked the earth. That's the example he gave us. And that is what is expected of us as well. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Killed Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it. If you would share it with a friend and if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.